podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of the Managing Wizard podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The best of the best and world champions of men's grooming are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs with the code MANAGINGMADRID at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. We all have horror stories shaving our balls. If you're a man listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's bloody, it's messy, it can take a week to recover at minimum. If you're a female listening to this podcast, you probably heard the screams from the bathrooms. Either way, nobody likes bad shaving experiences. That's why Manscaped has the performance package. This thing is the real deal. The ultimate grooming package for a champion included is the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Also, the weed whacker for your nose and ear hair, liquid formulations, plus a free travel bag and boxers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MANAGINGMADRID at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MANAGINGMADRID. Shoot for glory this year with the best tools from the job from Manscaped. This episode is also brought to you by Royal Sonesta, Washington, D.C., DuPont Circle, right in the heart of downtown D.C. That's where you should be booking your stay when you come see us in Washington for the live podcast we're doing there. Myself, Kian Sobani, Gabe Lezra, Om Arvin, we will all be on stage to discuss Real Madrid with you guys and meet our lovely D.C. family. Uh, tickets to that in the show notes. That is being held in March. So you got some time, but knowing just what we know already, we've started this world tour in L.A. That filled up crazy fast. And we maxed out. Toronto is happening next week. That's already maxed out. I think there's three tickets left last time I checked. And I checked this morning. So we're doing the world tour. We're so excited to to get this thing going. We've been counting down the days. And LA was a great launch. Great kickoff to this event. Um, we're also going to Toronto at the, uh, at the end of this month. As I, as I mentioned, tickets for that are also in the show notes. Do that quickly. Get that book quickly. Uh, we're also going to Dallas in November, New York in December, Miami, January, London in February, Washington, D.C. in March, Chicago in April, and Mumbai in May. If you heard any of those cities, book ASAP and get your spot reserved, especially because most of these cities now are in the early bird rates. Um, but if you if you wait too long, you're going to miss the early bird rate. You're going to have to pay uh, almost double more. So make sure you get in at the early bird rate. By the way, Royal Sonessa, Washington, D.C., Dine in their very own restaurant called Certo, featuring flavorful Italian coastal cuisine made with fresh local ingredients. Their food is art approach to cuisine elevates the menu, and their liquid art approach to beverages pours artisanal cocktails and fine wines into your glass. So, Royal Sonesta, that's sonesta.com. You can search Royal Sonesta, Washington, D.C., DuPont Circle. If you're anywhere close to the vicinity, book your stay there. Uh, Today's episode is a Castilla Corner I almost felt weird saying that because how, when was the last time we had Castilla Corner? I'm not sure. Last week, I men- I messaged the guys, Chris, Sam, and Ruben. I was like, look, get it together. People have been asking for you guys. You guys are one of the stars of this entire podcast network. People love you. You guys have killer podcasts. You're highly entertaining. I don't know what's taking them so long, but they finally figured it out. I'd like to take credit for their revival. Um, but really, this is just a matter of them getting together and hopefully... Hopefully this will be the start of something very consistent for them. Uh, also, tomorrow is a mini classical. Real Madrid Castilla versus Barcelona B. 
I had trying to, I was trying to figure out what game to watch this weekend because that game overlaps with Mallorca's game and Milan's game at the same time. But um, the silver lining in Brahim and Kubo not being able to play is that now it's an easy choice. I can just watch the mini classical tomorrow. Um, I'm sure the guys will record something about that. Matt and I are also planning on recording something Sunday night um, to go up for free <clears throat> on this RSS feed. I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. We'll likely actually discuss the um, the performances of uh, Regulon and I'm not sure. We'll have to go through. We're going to look at see like which one of the loanies play this weekend. It's kind of hit or miss because I'm not sure, Like for example, if Myra is going to play against Juve this weekend just because he has barely played and I don't think Mourinho is going to throw him in against Juve. So we'll see. We're going to record something Sunday night. I'm not sure what yet. Uh, and we'll also have Las Blancas because they play Sevilla tomorrow. So I'm sure Omen Grant will have something covered for you there. So anyways, enough blabbering for me. Enjoy the return of Castilla Corner. Castilla Corner rises. Let's go. Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Greetings, welcome, all that good stuff. I'm doing the intro. Get in. <laughs> As you might have been able to tell from that, we've just literally hit the record button and we're going to see what happens. Uh, Sam has a roommate with a dog that might walk in. Uh, Ruben has his own parent's dog and is <laughs> going to go on and off mute because he's coughing. Yeah. It's madness over here, yeah. but we're here. We did it again. <laughs> That's the most this important, time we're, no? This time we're on Skype because we made a mistake last time in doing it on Zoom and Zoom deleted the, the I guess it's just the, the lost episode. Of there actually is a lost episode which nobody ever got to listen to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only people who listened to it were the people who lived it. Yeah. Which is us <laughs> three. <laughs> I think it was a, a decent one, but... Uh... It was. It's always the good ones that you lose, you see. If it was a crap episode, we would have kept it, but it was yeah. a good one, and then we lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, no point crying over spilt milk. We're going to talk about Castilla best to our abilities, because, to be perfectly honest with you, it seems like something is out there trying to stop us from watching Castilla this season. Mm. Well, could... it has a name. It has a name. You can just say it. Yeah. Mm. Waters does not want us to watch Castilla this Footers. season. <laughs> Footers. Oh, Footers. man. Oh, man. Oh, I, 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 where to start with this? I mean, it's. I have tried to watch all of Castilla's games this season. I've tried every time. I've logged on the account. First, I always, I'm always optimistic. I try around Red TV, but they have just stopped uh, televising it at least in Norway. Now, then I go over to Footers, and it has worked zero times. Zero times. I've tried every game week. Every time I've been ready, it has worked zero times. It's just, it, I think it must, it must be something wrong with mine. I don't know, but it seems like you have the same problem. So, uh, uh, mine works, but like the quality is so poor. It's so poor. It's poor enough that they sent out a survey by email to subscribers, and I answered it in pidgin Spanish because I was 
kind of that disappointed with the service so far. I also did it just to give them bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, and no one, I am yet to meet someone who's having a good experience with it. Mm. Everyone seems to be quite mm. unhappy with how it's going. Mm. Meanwhile, Real Madrid TV, I don't like. What is Real Madrid TV? Resistant, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so this is part fast. of the reason. Uh, this is part of the reason why the pods have been even more cons- inconsistent than normal. It's just that we were thinking, can we even go on and talk about Castilla if we haven't watched the games? It seems a little <laughs> bit like uh, pointless, but at the same time, I guess it's better than nothing. And we still, we still know the players from last season at least, and we, yeah. we can. It's easy to search up the situation and sum it up. But uh, but it is frustrating that you know it, it's such a great generation of Castilla players as well. So not being able to watch them, I mean, it's I'm going to remember this for a long time. I think <laughs> live long in infamy. Yeah, the footers disaster. Yeah, the footers disaster. <laughs> um, this Sunday, uh, it sorts itself out. I mean, it's the big one. Yeah, it's the, the mini Clasco, which has kind of just jumped on us all of a mm. sudden. I, I suppose I suppose this is a game we could come into in better form, all things considered. I've seen bits and pieces of the campaign so far, and it's been a pretty mixed bag. I think it'd be fair to say that we've, we could have expected better. Um, two wins, four losses, as I'm looking for it now, and a draw. Yeah. Uh, the kind of away curse has come back. We we haven't won an away game all season, which is seven <laughs> games so far. Uh, we've lost all of them as well, which it's just gone that a little bit worse. Um, yeah, it's been. I suppose it's just it's been underwhelming so far, and even I mean I know we started out last year a little underwhelming as well, but I think this is certainly. Mm. certainly a bit more concerning than last year's issues um so yeah we could definitely be coming into this game with more form uh it's hard really like it's hard when you don't watch these games consistently to pinpoint where exactly it's all going wrong (laughs) yeah yeah uh bars are doing a little bit better but uh yeah just four points uh i think difference so i mean it's, it's still early but um we are in this new kind of new league now so it is it's expected that it's tougher now yeah and the quality is definitely if in the games i've watched anyways that we're getting punished for those for any sort of mistake that we're making mm. in games mm. uh it just ever it seems like teams are very capable of putting you to putting you in the ground if you're lackluster which is to be honest i think for a couple of castilla players it's been the case um Carlos Dottor is the first player that comes to mind. He's just not really looked like the same player that he was for the last yeah. last year, anyways, for sure. He was one of our top scorers last year, and this yeah. year he's just been kind of a bit of a passenger. Um, I think one yeah. of the biggest problems is, and we spoke about it in, I can't remember if this is the cancel pod or one of the ones we did before that, um, but was the actual quality of this squad in terms of comparing it to last year um, and looking at the player by player list um, for this year and it, it I was always worried that when um, Hugo Giro left or wasn't um, chosen to be purchased um, that they were going to struggle for goals and then not only that but Pedro Ruiz left and then um, the other striker left I can't remember his name though already but so many players started leaving 
that gave quite a bit to Castilla last year and nobody was really coming in to replace them. Um, so it's always going to be my worry that they would just stagnate a little bit. Um, but some of the new players that have come in are quality. We should talk about Good Johnson a little bit and, and his Iceland um, mm-hmm. shenanigans, as annoying as they are. Um, at least it, it's gone well for him. And, and there are players that can score goals on international level, let alone second to B level. But it, as a squad, it is a little bit mm, dry almost. Yeah, I mean, Good Johnson's kind of weird because he's like scoring for the senior Iceland team, but I like he hasn't scored for Castilla yet. Well, um, I <laughs> he's thought, come close on a. I, I remember thinking when he um got his first call up. I don't think he scored the first time round, but I was thinking, what? Who on earth has um said that that is okay in a senior <laughs> national team? That this youth player, and then I saw on Twitter that his dad was the assistant manager, <laughs> and his brother plays there as well. And his brother, yeah. And I was thinking, right there we go. But to be mm-hmm. absolutely fair on him, it's not an absolute Lucas Zidane case because he scored twice now in about three or four games um at a senior international level the, the highest level you can get in terms of of country football um so fair play to him but yeah i was really disappointed when i saw his dad was, was in the setup i stand corrected he has scored he scored in a two he's got a header in because yeah yeah he scored against Belarus, which is yeah. um news to me i missed that game <laughs> but still he's got more international goals than he does castilla goals which is yeah, yeah. We'll it's, I mean, it's. I suppose it is a case of. I. I definitely think he was picked because he knows people in the international setup. But I mean, yeah. When you're, so at least when he's, you're, he's yeah justifying it a little bit. He's justifying it in hindsight, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's strange, and I mean, there's been some weird experiments as well. Peter Federico mm-hmm. has been a wing back for a little <laughs> bit, which was. Very frustrating. Um, <laughs> Where did that come from? It was from uh, when he started playing three at the back, uh, three uh, yeah. center halves, which is kind of like five at the back. I always get a little bit annoyed yeah. when people say three at the back. Uh, but he plays. So the problem is that Peter is such a good talent, but he not only is he better uh, in a higher, in a more attacking role, but he also is much better cutting in from the right. He is left footed. So seems like a seems like a weird role, like a classic. Um, okay, I want to try this new system, and uh, I want to put out my most talented players. And uh, okay, this guy's uh, left-footed; he can play left wing back. So mm. yeah, it does seem like it was kind of a. I mean, it's the role has changed. The player who plays in front of him has changed up a fair bit as as it went on. I think it's kind of. It came to a. It's come to a conclusion now. He seems to have been played out as a winger in recent matches. But um, the likes of Tio Zidane and I think Marvin was another player who was selected. Oscar Aranda, another player. Just kind of a a handful of wingers that Raul has tried to play in front of Peter and put just kind of put Peter Federico in the wing back position, which he was. I mean. In a vacuum, I guess he was fine. Like he didn't do anything criminal, but like it was just such an underwhelming position for such a good player from last year, in mm-hmm. in an attacking sense, such a good player last year, to be put in as a as essentially a defender. Um, is and I don't think anyone really has, out wide, anyways. No one has matched him for form for last yeah, year either. Yeah. Uh, Aranda's probably making a case at the moment, but. Still, I think it's um, it was a, it was kind of a, a weird experiment that probably never really needed to happen in the first place. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like it just been it's been pretty dull is probably the word I would describe. Yeah, absolutely. So far, um, the season could tar- certainly do with a win over the weekend. Um, I mean, that's an exciting one. That interestingly, there's um, what makes it more exciting. There's a pair of brothers. One of them plays for Castilla and one of them plays for Barcelona B. And I thought that was fascinating. I don't know how you could even get into that position as a family. Um, was that the Aranda brothers or was it? So Sanders? Oscar Aranda, yeah. So yeah. I don't know what his brother's called. I think it's, um, I'm not even going to be jumping to be fair. Aranda's the second name for both of them. Oscar's done quite well for Castilla so far, actually. Um, I don't know anything about his brother, but I find that, yeah, quite bizarre. Mm. And fitting as well. I think it's a, a really good matchup. So Sam, how is this Sam? How is this season different for you? Like it must be oh. something like I mean, you have been following them consistently for so many years. Initially, this must be yeah. the first season where you like have lost a lot of control. I mean, sure, and it's just a major disconnect. I can't really see them play. I don't think the squad is that good as it is, and obviously the results back that up. They're one place above the relegation zone at the moment. Um, I, yeah, it is. It's hard to follow them, and and this game is hopefully going to try and draw me back in and, and there must be someone televising it because I, I know for a fact Naveed and, and the Barca clan will have some form of stream uh, yeah. have, but it has yeah. been horrendous um, but, so you're not I mean but uh, what has changed is it just that um, Hugo Duro has left that you now don't consider this squad as good anymore so it, there was uh, a number of key players so uh, where we're talking about Vallejo the, the winger who, who joined by the um whether we're talking about uh, i mean the first team is just stealing players all the time so exactly. you can say and then that, obviously but, we've got them out as well and it's, but they're still castilla players i mean so yeah yeah um Blanco is more more out than in these days and it, and it just has led to not just a bland squad but um a weakened squad a, a severely weakened squad um yeah talented nonetheless they are good young players but um, if you're a Castilla squad, you always want that striker that can bag you with figures yeah. in goals. You always want you know, some form of senior player somewhere. And this year, the senior players are the, the junior players from last year, which is an, uh, is not typical for Castilla. Yeah, and perhaps it shouldn't be understated as well that this is a very different group we find ourselves in as well. Mm, and this new yeah, system and this new structure, and obviously the travel is slightly different. It's not bad, but it, it's probably... They feel it a little bit more, and everything feels a little bit more real, I guess, coming back from COVID. Yeah. Um, um, it's a really strange time, yeah. Seems like we have to remind the listeners every time we get on a pod almost about the the league system, because um, <laughs> like one year ago, it was like, okay, so here's what's going to happen is the start. Yeah. And then when you get a little bit through it, okay, now we're getting close to the playoffs. If we go to the mm. playoffs, then this can happen. And now we are in the playoffs, and blah, blah, blah. Hoping and, that this time it's a little bit easier because this is supposedly the final um, implementation of, of the it, league. It's now they're done, yeah. But it's still, there's there's groups and there's still, yeah, I'm sure there's still technicalities to it. Yeah. Mm. So, but it, but it, but it, the level has, level is higher now. So yeah, there's no doubt about it. that as well. So that that's obviously a double whammy because one, I don't think this team is prepared for that. <laughs> Two, there is such a severe lack of experience. Um, I think that that shines through the team as well. And three, that the that are the most experienced and most talented is just not taken by the first team or or have been sold in the summer or, or whatnot. So it, yeah, it's an awkward one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even when they even when they play, it's kind of they're in a state of flux as well. 
You, mm. can't, you know, it's not just a case of walking back into the team and yeah, exactly. exactly what you did the week before or whatever. Um, I think there's a sort of um, a difficulty kind of reconnecting when you come back in from the first team picture. Uh, yeah, it's a different it's a different group, a different uh, dynamic. So that's challenging as well. And some of our better players in that issue with that issue as well. I suppose that's probably the good news from all this is that the likes of Miguel Gutierrez and well, I think it's probably largely Gutierrez. And yeah. you say that, I mean, Blanco's had his um, appearances, but for the most part, Gutierrez has just stole the show for the first yeah. team. There was yeah. a weird, there was a another weird occurrence. I think I remember Marvin did something similar last year, but Gutierrez, <laughs> in one of the rare big wins for Casilla, he put in this really good cross for Arribas, and then oh, I remember no that, more yeah. than a fortnight later, he did exactly the same thing for yeah. the first team. Oh, <laughs> it was just completely bizarre because it was picture perfect in terms of the cross at Segunda B and then the cross at La Liga. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some sort of smart comment you can make about that, but it yeah. was. Um, a, it was a really nice moment. It was a brilliant moment, really. Um, Last time we talked about uh, Miguel Gutierrez, I think we said that it was uh, funny how he almost uh, thrived in La Liga more than in the yeah. Segunda. Now I start to see like uh, hints of him. You know, he's not that experienced. He yeah. um, he has made a few mistakes. He's still doing relatively good. But enough that I can, I get why if Ancelotti is a little bit um, hesitating to to put him out, for example, in uh, in, the, in a big match in El Clasico, uh, I can understand that. But uh, it is um, a big moment for Castilla now. Could be a big moment with the. You know, it's not only the mini Clasico coming up for them, mm. uh, but it's also the 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 real Clasico coming up where we have so many injured. Defenders, and uh, I'm a little bit um, worried that we might have to throw someone into into the game without really being prepared for it. For example, uh, one of the center backs could be. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Mario here is probably the option there. Um, which I, yeah, I suppose last year you'd be like, bring it on, but this year it's more like, uh, <laughs> not yeah. a good time. Come back and maybe like two or three weeks time when things are maybe look a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Pablo Roman as well. I Last game I watched the Pablo Roman, he just had a complete, like awful game. Yeah. Um, because Pablo Roman is injured as well. So... Well, he was injured all last year. Um, but, but so if Ramon is injured now as well, then, uh, okay. So currently Alaba is injured. Militao is injured. Pablo Roman. I think he's injured, and also they're not at Real Madrid anymore. But both Varane and Ramos are also injured. <laughs> uh, so, it always happens. Uh, doesn't it? Gone anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. It always happens before Clasico, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found some interesting stats, boys, for you. Um, yeah. Through yes. mini Clasico spirit, I found here. And I remember one of these games, but this is the only one I actually do. I found the last five mini Classico results here, and I'm sure Ruben would have actually watched a couple of these. And yeah. I don't know, Chris, if you were following Castillo at this point. Uh, no, I haven't, because it was interesting. Like eight or nine uh, some years of the ago. names that crop up will be known by everyone, not not just um, Ruben and myself, but everyone listening. Chris will know all of them. Um, 
out of the past five games, Real Madrid won three of them and Barca won two. Ooh. Some of the scorers, though, are what really intrigues me. In the very last game, and I don't know what's happened to some of these. I need to actually um, have a look. Players such as Denis Suarez scored for Barcelona. It was okay. 3-1 to Madrid. Um, Bergui, I don't know what. Is he still out of it? He did, he did all right in La Liga did, for a while. He's a strong La Liga player, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what he's doing now, that being said. <laughs> he, he plays... Uh, huh? He plays... Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Oh, maybe he's a free agent in that case, which really wouldn't be good. No. Um, but he was uh, he was actually quite, quite good. a strong winger. Yeah, really strong for Castilla. Um, Omar Mascarell scored a penalty. I believe he's been playing for Schalke for about... I don't know where he plays now again. Didn't he play for Frankfurt for a little while as well? Or am I speaking in the Bundesliga? I know it. Uh, you might be. There's a few that play for Frankfurt, but you might be right as well. He plays for Elche now, but he was um, in Spain. Interesting. For those who are fans of uh, Real Madrid TV, um, Phil Kitramelides is uh, having this podcast with Sid Lowe. Um, yeah. He he used to love Omar Mascarell, I remember. So uh, yeah, he was one of the, his favorites. Very highly rated when he was at Madrid, and perhaps mm. rightly so. He was quite a strong Bundesliga player for a while. Mm. Um, again, never materialised for the first team. The other scorer was someone who I actually didn't like that much for Castilla, and this is rare. Um, he's called Sergio Aguza. Yeah, I think he's a striker. I think he was a yeah, kind I of a strong was, um, striker. Oh, he was either that or a centre mid. I can't. He was captain. Ag- Aguza. Aguza, yeah. Um, and he played for MK Dons. He played in England for a bit. I think now he's at. Um, I don't think Almeria this is the guy. I don't think this is the guy I'm thinking of now. Oh, um, so that was the four goal scorers there. Um, some really, really big names. Other names then, just for the others. Um, we've got Gerard Delafau has scored for yeah. be in a couple of these. Um, Alvaro Morata scored a couple for Real Madrid, which is mm. interesting. Denis Cherishev's on here. Sergio Roberto again. He was really yeah. um, quite technical and skillful for, for Barca B. I remember he's not like he is now. Um, he was quite the um, midfield maestro back in the day. I remember watching him. Um, yeah, really, really interesting, I thought. And then, so obviously, the last game was back in 2014. But this is the first meeting in a very fair while, um, which is quite exciting. Yeah, it is. And uh, <clears throat> I think uh, back when in 11, 12 and those games, I don't remember. I think the last game must have been 12, 13. Was that right? It must have been 13. 14 here for some 13, 14. reason. 13-14? Okay, so yeah, the promotion 14. was in 12-13 then? Yeah. No, they, they actually managed to stay up. They didn't get relegated in uh, Segunda uh, for the first season they were yeah, there. Yeah, they so. did. They had a good team though still. They had a very good team. So I remember that was the time I was most interested in uh, Castilla and Academy yeah. football. And I was watching like yeah, all the under-19 tournaments and everything. I remember like um, a lot of you know the the Barca Real Madrid uh, battle was there back then as well, and Delfeo and Jesse, who was the better one, there was this discussion. Mm. And uh, also, I remember Martin Montoya was uh, ahead of Carvajal yeah. as the right back. Um, yeah, very. He was talented as well. And I'm looking at the squad now for the last lineup. Derek Arcede played. Do you remember him? He's another one who yeah, 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 huge. Yeah. Did he go ended to up. No. He went to Bowen in England. So this is uh, when we were talking about uh, podcast guests, potential guests. Uh, yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. well, Derek must speak a bit of English. He lived in Bolton. <laughs> um, and I would love to try. Someone did, a, I think, a text interview with him and it, and it did quite well. 
Um, and I tried to get him on the pod, but he's not having any of it. Mm. We'll keep going. He's back in Spain again there. And then this must be Diego Lorente. Yeah, of course, for Leeds. Um, some really, Lucas Vazquez started, Real de Thomas up front. It's a good, a really yeah. strong squad. And, and it reminds me of the days when the names were just so household and strong. Um, uh, but I think one of the advantages of following uh, youth football, academy football, for a few years, when you have the experience of seeing all of these players coming through, I guess this goes for any any football fan, really. But um, when I see now, and I, I haven't watched Barcelona much, but you know they have a few hyped players now, Pedri and mm-hmm. Gavi and... You know, when I, I I can't really get that scared because I've seen Del Feo, I've seen Jesse, I've seen all of these players like coming through and yeah. being like super super hyped, and no way these can fail. You have, I, someone posted um, a thread of former Barca talents like Boyan and uh, Christian Teo and uh, just a ton of Barca yeah. big talents and who never ended up doing much and uh, it's it's just so difficult to predict talent um for sure and they were so strong as well they were they were so uh, and for me it's just like um yeah we'll have to wait and see for for all of our talents and that goes for uh, the castilla players as well so i think arribas is a player who maybe i mean when i look at you know they they send this uh, Gavi, that's his name, like right for yes, Gavi, yeah, Gavi. Because I watched him play with his last game for Spain, and I was thinking he's he just turned seventeen, I think. Mm. So, I mean, may, I don't know. As as I said, I haven't watched him much, but is it like can Arribas be close to the Spanish national team? Yeah. I mean, is is that where we are? Um, it's good thought, isn't it? Yeah. So mm. I think Arribas can be one of those players who went a little bit under the radar and then suddenly exploded and became a, a big name. Or not. <laughs> wow, yeah, you never know. I mean, he will be a La Liga standard at least. It's so difficult yeah. to predict. Um, but you look at their talent, you look at how they're pushing on as well, and, and this will be his last season for Castilla, that's for sure. Yeah, must be, must be. For sure. I'm looking at the um, Barca B squad list now. Gabby is on there. Again, I don't know if he will be on first team duty or he'll be with Castillo. I don't know. I know names such as Alex Collado. Have you heard of him? I have. Yeah, very. He hasn't, looks he very had, hasn't he played with the first team? He has been with the first team at times. I thought he was going to leave this summer. I don't know if my app is um, failing me here. Now, apparently, he's still, he still is there, which is strange. Um, so they've got Collado, Gabby. I've heard of um, Alejandro Boulder I've heard of as well. I don't know how to pronounce that at all. Um, yeah. Maybe it's Boulder. I've heard of him. And then apart from that, I don't know. I don't know many of these players. Um, but again, they, they are slightly higher than Castillo in the table. When they uh, got to the, the uh, semi-finals of the playoffs two years ago. Really? Mm. I wonder what kind of squads or if any. Um, I think Colado has been playing for a while. So that must have been his. Kind of he has. Group. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm intrigued to see what they bring, and and it just will be a good game. It's something I really want to catch, and hopefully it can kickstart a lot more interest or reignite some some attention to Castilla for all of us um, if we mm. can catch it. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. If we're allowed to watch it, is the call. Yeah. <laughs> we will find a way this weekend. I know it. 
We will. Um, I'm watching it on some dodgy stream on a potato or something like that. <laughs> Sam, Sam, do you have um, any updates on any lone players or former players or anything? Oh, interesting. Um, so we did a little loan section with, uh, I think it was last one me and Chris recorded. And there was always some good news on there. And I'll tell you what, perhaps it's gone cold now. I'm not sure. Other than Hugo Juro scoring against the first team the other week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just doesn't, he's not even at Getafe anymore. He's at Valencia now. Mm. Um, it's just ex-players every time. To Thomas, obviously, the other week. Um, yes. I think we'd all make the news. It's just the, the, the ex-player curse. Everyone's celebrating as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? You, every, I, I mean, every player scoring against us, the you know, former Castilla players are celebrating oh, I, against I, us. I, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I never see um, Hosselu celebrate that much. And he always uh, scores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like eight. He's Real Madrid are his favourite team to score against. And I think Barca must be a second. And he doesn't score that mm-hmm. many other goals. Mm-hmm. It's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um Apart from that, lone players, um, I haven't heard much about. One oh. thing that um, did intrigue me was the lone move of Augusto Galvan to Santos. Yeah. Um, and someone actually sent me some video highlights of him because I, I, he was on loan in Segunda B and we were never really going to cover him or watch him. Um, but he was really good in Segunda B. Um, and, and the video baffled me because I just thought, how useful could this guy have been for Castillo mm. if he's performing like this? Um, I don't know how it's going in um, in Brazil. Um, one thing I do know, and we can discuss for a small amount of time, is that Alvaro Fidalgo moving to Club America couldn't have gone better. It couldn't really? have gone better. The guy, um, obviously, it's a a club with a massive fan base, um, and he's just come in and and they think he's the next Iniesta. They think he's the next <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's madness. Okay. Um, He's so popular out there now. Um, and now he's a starter and he's just going to get better and better. And it's obviously a better team and a slightly better standard than, than I think he was at Castellan or somewhere like that um, in the second division. So hopefully, if he does really well, we can see him back in La Liga where he belongs. But yeah, apart from that, I don't know any other players that are particularly flying right now, at least. Fidalgo was one of those players who I always thought that it's weird if this guy doesn't make you the top yeah, league exactly. at least because and he's I, yeah as a dribbler and you know yeah, technically so strong so strong yeah, yeah. I think the awkward thing about it is uh, we knew when he should have left Castilla and he didn't for maybe even another two seasons mm. like he I think he was player of the season um for like 2017 or 18 and we just thought he had to go to La Liga right away right away and he wouldn't have looked back but he stalled it I think he was still playing for Castilla and captain them when we went to watch them live, which wasn't, it was only the gold trim season, which wasn't long ago. Mm. Um, 1920. Exactly. So he's we not really them, so much not in Meg Spain. players and Yeah, just a joke of a player. Um, but then when you stall <laughs> it and you, even though you're captaining Castilla and you're playing 100 games and whatnot, it's always awkward because that ceiling just shrinks so quickly. Um, mm. So it's good to see him at least use this as a pedestal because effectively if he gets a brand or, or some sort of hype behind him he could again just reach any height of the game um, if he plays it well and he is so far so if I remember correctly he was a game off 100 appearances for Castilla when he yeah got 99 it. <laughs> it was you're completely correct we worked it out because we thought he must be um, yeah, which is crazy it's a lot of games for a reserve side mm. Mm. and he was 23 when he left as well so it's cool it's good to see him doing well again is Solari still in charge of Club America? Maybe he is. Um, 
I don't know how they're actually doing. I don't even know how the league system works in Mexico. I just know from following Fidalgo that he is the man out there at the moment. Um, I've got two sadder stories. Um, both Sergio Diaz and Mink Peters are free agents at the moment, so they have a club. Oh. Even if Burgery joins them, that would be sad. There must be a fair few players that, yeah, just not looking to, to play at the moment. I wonder what they do at this point. Yeah. Mink Ireland has issues, has similar issues. One of their best players is a free agent, and as a result, they don't really pick him. Who is that? Uh, Robbie Brady. Oh, yeah. How old is that guy? Robbie Brady? I actually don't know. He must be. He's getting on in years. Yeah. Robbie Brady, and I assume it's the same with um, both Mink and Sergio, is that Robbie Brady's now had the whole career uh, behind him, though. He's made a lot of money, and and he doesn't, you know, he's in no rush to find a club. He could just retire when it was worse. Yeah, he's 29. I think about Mink Peters, he's 23. And I know when you sign a, a contract at Real Madrid that it can be quite lucrative financially. Mink um, Peters is not that young, is he? But he's only 23. He's not earning any money currently. Uh, I just wonder how, what, what are these people doing right now? What do you mean? So he, again, I, I assume that he was well paid when he signed that um, contract at Real Madrid. Like he's, he's not going to be poor. He's going to be a good job. But he's not going to be like Robbie Brady who will have his whole career in the bank. Oh. Yeah, like, he's played for a few teams here and there, but I do, I do wonder if he's if you're Mink Peters now, are you panicking trying to find your next club? Are you thinking I've really messed this up? Or I mean, it's just a, I guess it's a weird uh, situation because there's always a club you can go to. Just yeah, depends how far down. Mate. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. guess if you if you sign up for a club, I guess it's two things. You you sign up for a club that maybe doesn't want to give, to give you as much money, and I think could hinder your reputation a little bit like oh yeah. look at this guy he's still going to the fourth <laughs> tire or something i think so. for mink that might have to happen next I, I don't know if he should consult england i mean we've got a fourth to him my local team playing yeah. it and i'd take him <laughs> any any day that we get to money for me. but obviously if you're playing in the fourth tier of, of holland or something then mm. yeah it really has gone completely wrong with you yeah, yeah. Uh, sergio is exactly the same i mean sergio is a little bit different because i imagine he is absolutely minted contract he must have signed because he signed for about five million euros must have been decent he's then played for um club america he's played for who else did he play for he played for uh Chero Patenio again he's played for some big south american clubs so he'll just find a club very soon i assume his tv's mm. still it looks on paper quite strong until they see him play <laughs> <laughs> um which sounds harsh but uh, to be fair it was seemed to be going quite well for him until solari rocked up again yeah, um, and then he was out of the club a couple of months later. By the I way, suppose... before before we um, before we end this, I uh, I just some positive news that sure. um, through my work at the Norwegian Penia, oh. I know about the ticket situation because we get tickets you know, ticket requests uh, mm. quite a lot, and um, then I send mail to send mails to the club, and they answer, "Are we there yet? Can we give you tickets?" <laughs> And now they are finally starting to give us tickets. And uh, for um, the Feminino game uh, yesterday, the Champions League, we had someone there. Hey. And also we are going to have someone there on um, in the Mini Classico on Saturday. So, so they wow. are actually now starting to uh, give out tickets again. And, How's uh, their English? Uh, who? How's the person who's going to be at the Mini Classico? How's his English? Oh, well, let's uh, find out maybe. <laughs> It must be, it's Norwegian, it must be good. 
Yeah, it, it could very well be. So, um, so you know, it, it's difficult to to get those tickets. It's usually through uh, Peñas or if you're like a socio a club member of Real Madrid. But uh, at least it's a good sign that things are opening up again. So yeah, uh, for sure. Mm, mm, it's a good. Well, uh, it's good news for everyone, especially if we want to go and see a game at some point. Yeah. I was just <laughs> when you were talking about Ming Peters, I was reminded of you know the. Barca player who's gone off to I think it's Salzburg or something and what is you remember you know you remember um Xavi Simmons yes yeah. that kind of craziness that happened when he moved mm. to PSG there's been yeah. a similar kind of uproar from uh I, I I really am terrified of pronouncing this name but Moriba oh yes yeah who he's um, Leipzig he's in Germany isn't he or Leipzig yeah, yeah. and there was a once again kind of uh money over passion debate or something like that but yeah. it, i mean it just it does go to show that your career can just take a flip for the worse yeah, and all of a sudden and i think that that story um is actually almost not the hate or anything like that but the move away was justified because i do think he used um quite a bit of bargaining power to try and get either a bigger contract or a bigger place in the team um and i do think he forgot his place in the pecking order which obviously will happen from time to time but the club seemed to move swiftly and that was that for him they, they blocked him playing they blocked him training and and they very quickly made it clear he won't play again if he doesn't uh, yeah. accept and then, and then expertly like him, but, uh, expertly God. placed the blame in his feet <laughs> yeah, so this is the awkward part because you know what fans are like i mean they're the worst some of them well i mean um, like <laughs> something that really did get lost in the furrow and obviously it was clear from you know people who were arguing it that they didn't watch much youth mm-hmm. football was that you know these clubs burn through players yeah, every yeah. year, you know, yeah. summer after summer, 150, 130, 140. You know, these numbers are not unusual for youth academies at the top mm. level to drop. And I mean, um, something that you probably didn't mention about Ming Peters is that he's also probably considering, you know, what happens, you know, what happens if worse comes to worse? Where am I going to go from here if football isn't going to work out? Because yeah, yeah. at this point, yeah. It, it's, I mean, you look at, you look at his career, it's, Kind of, I I do hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him on the podcast soon. I'm yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not going well at the moment. There's, I don't I think no. even he would admit that it's not really going work the way he would have hoped it to go. So you um, know, um, you know, Gonzalo Higuain said that uh, the footballers are the most easily discarded mm. workers workers out there. The most easily written off and forgotten because yeah. once you retire as a footballer, then you know people will. Like, uh, say happy birthday and uh, they will remember you and uh, clap for you maybe in the streets. But giving you a job, no, you know, that's just for the very few. And so I can imagine it's it's tough when you've dedicated your whole life to, to succeeding as a footballer yeah. and then yeah. you don't, it doesn't work out. Hmm. And just, I mean, there's money in it, but I don't think at that age there's that much money in it. Um, at 23, I don't think you... Do we do we know how much Castilla players earn, more or less? Oh, it's high. It, it is high. I oh, mean, it's high. very high. But it will vary massively. But when they sign their first professional contract, it will be... It will be in the thousands um, per week. Um, but all I know is that there will be clauses in their contracts. So someone like Antonio Blanco will now be earning a lot of money. Um, and, and so... The only reason I, I know this is I compare it to there was a local lad here who um, I've got to be really careful here. He <sighs> joined a massive club in England from our local club 
and he was on i think he was on something like a, a thousand pounds a week and he went to pre-season with the first team of this club and he didn't even play i don't think but he was listed on the bench because he was listed on the bench a contract or a clause in his contract was activated and he went from one thousand pounds uh, to ten thousand pounds a week oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just overnight and and things like goal bonuses and, and appearance bonuses and first team training sessions and boards and, and, and things like that will all be included because agents and, and representatives are so greedy and, and slimy mm. and slimy these days. So, but they will, every single one of them will be very comfy played and some of them will be on, yeah, heavy money, heavy money. Mm. Well, uh, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, that's part of the reason maybe why some players uh, yeah, a comfortable state. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, you think it's very difficult, and this is why they have to go on loan sometimes because it's very difficult for them to keep that wage up unless they make that jump to La Liga. Really, mm. uh, what second division team is going to be able to afford the wages of Castilla's captain? He's played for the first team, and uh, like, yeah, it's, it, this is a hard one that one because they almost yeah. price themselves out sometimes. Well, I imagine if you are out of the game. At Mink Peter's age, that money goes away very quickly. He'd have to accept pretty much, I assume, anything at this point. Um, yeah. Rather than when he would have signed. when Because obviously Real Madrid had to lure him from a lot of clubs at that point. He was very, very highly rated. Um, I assume when he signed, especially his professional contract, he would have been on more money than... I mean, he never played for Castilla, so more money than value to the actual team. Yeah. No, no doubt. Um, it's just, I, like I said, it, it, my mind did shift to that, that it can, you know, these things can go sour yeah. very quickly. Oh, and is, even if he um, has a lot of money from his Real Madrid days and, and whatnot, there's no way that that's going to expand and extend to this point here where he's unemployed and he's comfortable. Yeah. You have to find a, do something uh, at some point, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, you do have to have sympathy for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think we'll get him on. Just, I think that would be a fascinating podcast because he had the world at his feet I remember it um, <laughs> just another English talker who we actually had a fair amount of contact with at one point but uh, perhaps that was pre-code and, and we've lost him and all this this man yeah. he's scared of you now <laughs> right uh, Any, anything else to bring up from the archives we've got mm. all the news it's sad at the moment so we'll um <laughs> Move on as soon as possible. We'll leave yeah. it on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> no, hopefully a positive note is the obviously the mini class goes on Saturday, at nine PM kickoff Spanish time, I believe. So um, make sure you all at least look out for that result. It's always an interesting one. Um, we, I'm sure, will group up uh, afterwards, maybe with Nav. I would love to have, have gotten him involved in this um, and hear his thoughts on the whole uh, fixture and, and whatnot, but. If not, then I'm sure we'll um we'll have some drawbacks and conclusions after the game. Yeah. Lovely. No doubt. No doubt. I've just after realizing that I'll be able to watch the game, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was on Sunday. I'm over the moon now. I'll die. Mm. Uh, um I hope that's the same for me then in that case. We'll see. The Real Madrid website optimistically lists that Real Madrid TV will be showing it. So, <laughs> of course. Back, yeah. <laughs> expect that beautiful geolock screen coming your way very Barca soon. Is he going to be on the scene? or? Huh? I don't know how Barca TV works. I know that they had quite a good budget. They're a subscription service. Oh. Oh, good. 
Yeah, as I recall, they, they it's pay per view on Bars TV, but it could have changed. I don't know. Oh dear. Um. Nah, oh well. I suppose that'd be the sort of game you'd show for free, so you could get more subscribers in. Or maybe that's. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was last week's game you show for free to get more subscribers in for the one everyone would be willing to pay for. This is it on paper, isn't it? The, what, mm. the mini goes, it really is as good as it gets, almost. I mean, this is just. Can this get any worse? First, having paid two months uh, for footers without getting anything, and now I have to pay boss as well to watch the Sia. We don't get this team on Saturday. I don't know what we do. <laughs> I really did get away scot free for paying for a season, and it seems to have worked so far for me. Well, get in. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> My god, I'll get bitten in the arse for that now over the weekend. <laughs> Alrighty then. Right then, boys, it was a pleasure. Nice to speak to you all again. Yeah, pleasure. Will we be here next week is the question, or will it be next year? Nah, next uh, next week. We will do next it. Week. We'll do yeah. it, okay. That's the sort of attitude I like to hear. Right, until then, Hala Madrid. Hala Madrid. Sports Social Podcast Network.